Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 73 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch, and it's been about two weeks or so since I've last talked to Jake Slobodnik. Jake, how's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, made it out to the ballpark this past weekend to catch some bucko baseball in the bird. Um, got my Hawaiian shirt, as I see that you did, too. Oh, yeah. We both, we both were actually at the same game, and it was a good game to go to. It was uh, the Pirates when they won against the Brewers on that Saturday. Cruz hit a missile. Uh, Chavis did well, and uh, the pitching didn't do terribly. So um, from my perspective, it was a really good game to go to. Cruz's home run bought me or got me some money thanks to FanDuel. So uh, if O'Neill Cruz wasn't my favorite player before, he is now. But aside from that, had a great 4th of July with my girlfriend and some of her friends, and I hope you had a great 4th of July as well. Nate, how was it? Yeah, it was a pretty good 4th of July. Grilled out, had some beverages, saw some fireworks. It was a, it was a pretty solid weekend. And uh, for the Pirates, it was a decent weekend. Uh, they split with the Brewers, two games each. And overall, since we last spoke um, – not not great for the Pirates. There was a five-game losing streak in there where they lost three against the Rays and two against the Nationals before playing the Brewers. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what you feel like talking about Pirates-wise because there's there's a lot we can we can go at. And um, we got the Yankees series this week. We got Jameson Tyon coming tonight in his return to Pittsburgh. Is there anything you want to dive into first? I guess we can talk about the Yankees coming to town first. I think this is going to be a big opportunity to see how serious the rumors are if Brian Reynolds is going to get dealt to the Yankees. I, I personally don't think it's going to happen. I think it's more of a you know whisper in the wind. But a lot of people think this is a big opportunity for him to showcase what he's got and see if the Yankees will make a strong push for him. And I think we'll start to see more rumors fly after this two-game set if Brian Reynolds does well. If not, maybe the Yankees put in a bid, but I don't think it would be – you know, it won't be serious if that's the case, but um, it's this is going to be an interesting two game series because you look at it on paper and you automatically roll the Pirates out. I know I kind of have already. I mean, the best team in baseball uh, coming to town. They have how many good players going, but they also face some familiar faces. So they kind of know what they're dealing with in Jamison Tyon. Maybe they could be the team that breaks Clay Holmes' magic spell. How ironic would that be? Don't think Possible. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome, but I don't think it's possible. Um, but who knows? You know, we thought the same thing against the Dodgers, that the Pirates would get steamrolled by them, and look what happened. They ended up sweeping them. Um, so anything's possible, but I guess we can start off with the Yankees series and then sort of touch back on some of the things that have happened recently with Pirates baseball. Uh, but the Yankees, it's a, it's an interesting scenario, especially since Clay Holm, or um Jameson Tyon leads off the series for the Yankees on the mound. And, of course, they got their strong uh, lineup, uh, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, the only thing we can hope for is that Joey Gallo can play all nine positions. That way he can just strike out every time and make our pitchers look better. But that's not the case. Um, so I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are in this Yankee series. Yeah, I mean, looking at the pitching matchup tonight, uh, like you hinted at, we got Jameson Tyon for the Yankees. He's nine and one with a three thirty-two ERA. But Quintana's got a similar ERA. He's at three forty-three, and he's been really solid for the Pirates this year. 
It's funny though, his record is one in four because, you know, he pitches for the Pirates. But I think pitching matchup wise, the Pirates definitely have a better chance tonight to win than tomorrow night because you look at it, it'll be Mitch Keller against Luis Severino. And Keller, he kind of had a rough start in his last outing. He's been pretty solid before that, but, you know, overall, he's still being Mitch Keller, which is a pretty below average starting pitcher. But, uh, yeah, looking on ESPN right now, they have their matchup predictor. They give the Pirates a 36.7% chance to win tonight. I don't really know what that means and how they calculate that, but I'd, I'd say I could buy that. Uh, and tomorrow, you look at it, it'll be even tougher because, like I said, we have Keller going and they have Severino going. And Severino is hes pretty solid. He has been solid um, for the Yankees this season. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Um Part of me wishes this was a nice three-game series so we can get to see more Yankees, but it's just two games, and then we get two games at Cincinnati. So interesting schedule for the Pirates here. Two quick two-game series, and uh, the game Thursday is actually, it'll be a doubleheader for the Pirates at Cincinnati, so they're just squeezing that in on what would have been an off day before the weekend series at Milwaukee. But yeah, this, uh, this stretch here, I don't know. It's, it is interesting because it is July and at the very beginning of next month is the trade deadline. And you talked about Brian Reynolds possibly getting traded. I personally would hate to see that, you know, we've, uh, we've talked about it before. How, how much can you, keep rebuilding before you actually decide it's time to start actually building. So uh, I don't, I don't want to, I want to see the pirates kind of string together some wins here. So maybe by the time it's the all or uh, the well all-star break and trade deadline, they're less inclined to think that they have to trade good players to keep rebuilding the farm system. Um, I mean, you look at the roster Reynolds is definitely the biggest trade ship. Don't want to see him go. But other than that, I mean, it, they, they probably will deal Quintana to a contender, try to get something, which, once again, I, honestly, I really would not like to see them trade anyone because I feel like Quintana has better use, even if he leaves next season. I'd rather see him down the stretch and continue to, you know, show the younger pitchers what it's like to pitch over a full season and kind of get some experience rather than trading him away for probably nothing because let's face it, two months of Quintana on a cheap deal. Sure. But two months of Quintana gets you a lottery ticket at best. And uh, I'm, I'm just tired of seeing that. I'd rather, I'd rather just roll with the squad and maybe God forbid crazy idea here, maybe re-sign Quintana for next season and bring him back. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It is funny, though, that, <laughs> you know, our our first reaction to playing the Yankees is, oh, how interested will they be in our good players? It's uh, it's sad, but that's kind of how it is. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's like that for a reason. Going back to Quintana, <clears throat> I'm with you. 
Because we saw what Tyler Anderson got us last year, and it got us nothing. Like, it got us Carter Benz, and he's in AAA, but... Well, actually, I don't even know if he got... Was it Carter Benz that Tyler Anderson got us? Either way, it didn't get us anything. And we are kicking ourselves right Right. now. I mean, Anderson isn't doing like a... He's not a Cy Young contender, but he's doing pretty well over in Los Angeles. Uh, And I think last year, I even told you that I didn't want to see Anderson get traded. But unfortunately, that's what happens. But I'm also going to re-quote myself again because it's interesting that you bring it up. Where does the rebuilding stop? Or I should say, when does the teardown stop? And where does the rebuilding begin? And I think now we're in that point where we need to just start building up and quit trading away our players. If they trade Reynolds, that's a clear indicator that they're not, they're not even trying to build back up. If they build Quintana... They, or if they trade Quintana, they have to get something completely outlandish. But I don't think Quintana's numbers have warranted him to get dealt to a contender. Maybe for a middle-of-the-road bullpen piece, which won't get you much. But if that's the case, I'm I'm with you. I think the Pirates just keep him. Keep him around for at least leadership purposes. Maybe keep him in for a back-end bullpender guy or back-end rotation guy for next year or even move him as a long-relief piece for the bullpen next year. I think he can be a part for the next few years with the Pirates, even if it's, like you said, as that veteran leadership role. The guys love him. I've seen reports all season long saying that you know the guys respond well to Quintana. He addresses them well, and he's able to educate them probably better than a lot of other veterans will. So I think dealing Quintana would do more harm than good. But I also feel like this is going to fall on deaf ears because last year we hoped how many people wouldn't get traded, and look what happened. More people got traded than we than we anticipated. Um, I don't believe Ryan Reynolds will get traded. I think they've tore down just enough to where they can serve. You know, they can stop doing that. And I, it is sad that that's the first thought that we have is hmm. Instead of us thinking, how can the Pirates fare against the Yankees? Engaging where we are with our youth, let's let's focus on the idea that they're here to scout Reynolds. Essentially, like this is almost like a combine for him. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're they should be smart enough to keep him. Uh, I emphasize should doesn't mean they will, but keep. I, I really think that the Pirates don't have really much to. I guess, give away at the deadline this year. I mean, you could argue that obviously Quintana could, uh, but I, you know, we just went over why he shouldn't. You can also make an argument for, I'm trying to think of a bullpen guy that could. Yeah. Like maybe like somewhere like Tyler Beatty, like he's been pretty solid. Maybe, I don't know, Chris Stratton, maybe probably not. But yeah, other than that, I mean, you look, you look at position players like Vogelbach, maybe, Chavis, maybe I wouldn't like to see that, but yeah, the rest of everyone, they're just on rookie deals. So they're already too, like they're young enough to, to where they wouldn't be traded for prospects. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I would not give away Daniel Vogelback either. And it's interesting that you bring him up. A lot of people would say, well, he could probably, you know, looking at his numbers, this is probably one of the better seasons in his career. And I, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, he's a good guy for Pittsburgh he fills the DH need that we that we need right now because we don't really have anybody that can fill that role other than God forbid Yoshi Satsugo, which that's if you don't mind, what can we talk later about how those guys are coming back and some potential roster moves that we're gonna have? Yeah, yeah, we can get into that next for yeah. sure. But Vogelback, I think he needs to stay to play DH. 
possibly first base in a pinch, but he's also another guy that brings up, you know, brings up the chemistry in the clubhouse. I mean, you see how much of an entertaining guy he is, how funny he is. Like this, this is a one of a kind guy and he's peak male form as a lot of people say on Twitter, but I love Vogelback. I think he's a great addition to the team. I think he's one of Ben Charrington's underrated signings in his tenure here. And I think getting rid of him would probably do more than harm than good. Just like if we got rid of Quintana. So to wrap it up, we don't really have much to trade. If you think about it, other than Reynolds for that psychotic crowd out there that wants to see him gone, but I don't think he'll be gone. I think this is a year where we sort of test. If anything, we might get one pitcher. Maybe we, I feel like we're going to try to not buy at the deadline. We're going to try to maybe, I don't want to say rent. It's hard to put into words, but like right. that's, a, a that's the best way to put it. Retool the rotation, possibly some bullpen arms, but we're not going to be major sellers. And we're also not going to be major buyers. Like we're going to fit right in the middle. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I agree. Like in short, they have some players that could easily be dealt, but you're not getting much for them. Right. And on the other hand, they have Brian Reynolds who they could deal if they wanted to and get a King's ransom, but you're probably not going to get that anyway, so why even bother? So, yeah, I agree. They're kind of stuck in the middle zone. And, yeah, I wouldn't mind, like, kind of like last year, how they got Michael Chavis for a bullpen piece, how they got um, – who else did they get last? They got Bryce Wilson. It really didn't work out. Although he pitched really well on Saturday and then got re sent right down to the minor leagues. But I could totally see them maybe adding some some prove-it players more, kind of like they did last last deadline and even like Yoshi's kind of been a disaster this season and he's hurt, but they added him via waiver claim last season and he was decent. I could see some moves like that. And yeah, transitioning here to some roster moves in general, I'll just go through it. The pirates traded for Manny. Van Walos. Thank you. Uh, Left-handed relief pitcher from the Yankees for cash. He's pretty much a replacement for Anthony Bonda, who the Pirates traded to the Toronto Blue Jays for cash. I honestly am not going to lie to you. I did not see that until I looked at the transition page this morning. But uh, so yeah, Zach Thompson's back from the 15-day DL. He started uh, Sunday, and he replaced Bryce Wilson, who I just mentioned was sent back down to AAA. It's good to have him back. Pirates also activated Dwayne Underwood Jr., who I think has been pretty solid out of the bullpen this season, and they put Yeri De Los Santos on the 10-day injured list. And, um, yeah, thinking about what these moves are going to look like when they get back, who are they getting? They're getting back, basically, um, Yoshi Tsutsugo, Ben Gamble, and Kevin Newman a little bit farther down the road. Um also, we should mention that uh, Yu Chang was finally designated for assignment. And uh, yeah, that that was just a train wreck of an experiment, but he's no longer here. Looking at the roster now, I mean, who do you think goes down when um, we'll start with Gamble? Who does Gamble replace? Something tells me Gamble is going to replace Bly Madris. I hate saying that, but we all have to just swallow the tough pill and realize that Bly Madris and 
I, I want to preface this. I love the guy. I love his personality. I love the way he plays. I've always believed that he was a one of the best guys on the or in the system, one of the more underrated guys. But we have to be realistic. He's not around for the long term. They're kind of, man. I don't know. Like looking at his numbers, they're they're whatever. I mean, he he hasn't really walked like at all. The average is two eighty. The on base is two ninety four. So he's walked maybe a handful of times, but. The hard hit rate, 38.2%, that intrigues me. And I remember there was a specific game. I forget who they were playing. He went 0 for 5, but he hit the ball hard like five times. And I, I don't know. I like his approach. I, I think, man, I don't know. I'd like to see him stick around. But I do agree that he probably will be the casualty when Ben Gamble comes back. But I don't know. Like, I'd rather have Bly Madris than Hoy Park. Probably. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree though. That that sucks. So well, I mean, you could make an argument, like you said, the hard hit rate for Bly Madris, and I mean he's I think he's garnered more intrigue than a lot of the guys. Maybe they will keep him around because he's been working out at first base, maybe give him a little bit of reps, and who knows? Maybe going back to our last segment, maybe they prep Ben Gamble to be shipped off somewhere because I mean he's been okay um before we got could be. He could be a trade asset. Yeah, I wouldn't for mind sure. at all. As, I mean, that breaks my heart to see and hear. But um, if it means sacrificing Gamble from Madrid, I'll I'll take that. That's a much better trade off than anything that I could probably come up with. Um, so Gamble for Madrid, and then who do you want to go to next? I mean, there's Yoshi Tsugo, and I'm just going to flat out say I don't want to see him on the roster. Like as soon as he's eligible to come back, DFA him. They, there's no use for Yochi Tsutsugo on this roster. I'd rather have Josh Van Meter play first base. And, you know, I'd rather see Chavis play first base. And I don't want to see um, someone like Tucapita Marcano or Diego Castillo sent down for Yoshi Tsutsugo. So personally, I would just DFA Tsutsugo. And that's that. Now... When Newman comes back, that's when a decision has to be made because you know Newman will not be TFA'd. He will be on this roster, and he will get every day at-bats, and it will make all of us very mad. So I think for Newman, it might be a Hoy Park or a Tucapita Marcano or probably not. I think Diego Castillo has played his way onto the roster for the long haul. He's had a really nice month. I mean, the month of June, he hits a whole bunch of home runs. Um, he is still hitting 195, but I don't know. Eh, I don't know. Maybe he is sent down just to get every day at bats. We'll see. But someone someone like Castillo or Marcano or Park or Bly Madris, I think two of those four will be sent down for Gamble and Newman. And I'm just telling you straight up, if Yoshi – takes a roster spot from any of those four, I will be angry. I really will. I'm with you 110% on Yoshi. Absolutely. Get rid of him. He has His numbers were terrible before he got injured, and if anything, being injured did him more of a service than anything. I mean, his defense looked sloppy. Offensively, struck out more than anything. Um, so there is no use for him. I'd rather see Daniel Vogelback take the full-time DH role, get Michael Chavis over at first base, 
Hell, even see Blyma Driss or even Josh Van Meter, like you said, at first base over Yoshi Satsugo. There is just no reason for him anymore. So once he's activated, I'm with you. DFA him. Get him out of town. Um, as far as Kevin Newman, I want to preface this first. Am I the only one that doesn't see him coming back as a bad thing? No, I, I, I don't I don't mind him coming back. I think, you know, defensively he's nice. And offensively, he he really I mean, looking at it right now, he look at his numbers, they're not too terrible. Two fifty, three oh eight, three seventy five. It's not good by any means, but only fifty two plate appearances. I think he is an upgrade over someone like Diego Castillo. Me too. And I feel like that gets lost in the sight of things because I've all I've seen on Twitter is negativity about Kevin Newman returning. And I'm like, Kevin Newman's defense is something that everybody loves. And talk about all the errors that we've seen on defense this season. I'd love to see that. And considering he's hitting 250, that's like the best on the Pirates right now. Um, so Kevin Newman, he comes back. That's not a bad thing. If he starts over O'Neill Cruz at short, that's a bad thing. Exactly. But in his place, I think you're more inclined to see Hoy Park on the chopping block than you are Diego Castillo. I don't know why, but something tells me that Charrington loves his Diego a little bit more than Hoy. Um, and I, Which is ironic because they both came back in the same trade. Yeah, that's what I hate saying because you. I don't. I know people are going to be like, "Why would you favor one guy in that trade than not the other?" Well, here's the thing: Diego Castillo can at least go yard, whereas Hoy Park, he's had spots of brilliance, but hasn't done too much recently. I mean, he's hitting above 200, which is much better than Diego. But I, I don't know. I just feel like there's more intrigue there with Diego Castillo than there is Hoy Park, and Hoy Park was just more of a temporary piece of this roster until O'Neill Cruz came up. So I feel like he might be on the chopping block. I, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, how many 40-man spots do we need to open up? Uh, last time I checked, I thought there was 38 currently on the 40-man. Um, yeah, because there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys on the 60-day uh, DL right now. So I think, I think it's 38. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, there. Are, I think there's at least one spot open. Okay, so not too many di- not too many cuts, you would say. But um, I, it's either going to be Hoy Park or Tukapita. And the only reason I say Tukapita is going to go down is because he's still young. He can play Double A. He can get at every day at bats there. Um, and I mean, he was really brought up among all those wave of injuries, so he might be on the chopping block too. But I'm speaking from a player performance standpoint. Give me Tukapita over Hoy Park any day in terms of being on the major league roster. Um, another thing I'm intrigued about is when Jake Marisnik comes back because he's rehabbing too. And you also got to think about when yeah. Dylan Peters comes back too because he's Peters supposed to come back this week, according to reports, and Marisnik might be back in the next two weeks. Um, you could probably find a pitcher easily on the shop to get rid of or to make room for. Yeah. Um, make room for Dylan Peters. And I hope, I hope, and I pray that it is not cam view. Mm, I think it's going to be cam, view. which is so <laughs> awful. If you think about it, because it, yeah. you look back on that one bad game that he had and say, well, of course, Friday night game. Of course he was up for the, you know, to be DFA. But I mean, yeah, you look at- I think he has options though, just to be sent down normally. That would be fine if he's just sent down, but if he's DFA, then they're doing it completely wrong. 
Um, They're lucky that Cam Aldred wasn't claimed off waivers. That's a story for another day. But if I had to pick somebody, I'd rather (laughs) – this can sound really bad. I would DFA Chris Stratton and try to look for a trade for him, even if it's nothing. (laughs) I can't – He's cooked. I can't stand – watching Chris Stratton anymore. He comes into high leverage scenarios and he could come in with a nine run lead. And I would still feel like that. He's going to blow it. I, his stuff is not commanding hitters can read it easily. It, it's not as good as it was. And I don't know where the sudden decline came from in him. I don't know if it's age. Cause I think he's actually one of He's one of the oldest on the active roster. I don't know if he's the oldest, He's 31. So, I mean, you could do away with him and maybe make room again for Cam Aldred and keep Cam View on the, on the active roster. See, there's a lot of experimenting that you could do with this, but I, I think Chris Stratton would be the first person I see go away. And that's saying something considering we have a roster with Chase DeYoung, Aaron, well, Aaron Fletcher's here too. So I might get rid of him. Actually, I can't stand him anymore. He was actually optioned. Um, Who's the option for? I'm not sure, but he he was optioned to Triple A. He was optioned. Oh, he was optioned for um, Bryce Wilson, I think. Yeah, but still, I I, I DFA him. He has no. <laughs> I feel like DFA is like my favorite thing in the world, but um, I, I think we just don't need him anymore. And he's he hasn't really proven anything at this point in the year. So I, I mean, get rid of him and bring Peters back. Give us a formidable left-handed reliever because we so desperately need it. And that's another thing you. Send Cam View down. You're taking away another lefty arm, something that we are in desperate need of and have been for years. So there's him. Marisnik, I hate to say it. And he was he was very exciting to watch when he was healthy, but I would reinstill him whenever he's done and then DFA him. There's with all the youth on our team right now and all the outfield depth that we have, we really don't need Jake Marisnik, especially with other people that are in the system. There is just no need for him. Maybe he was just a placeholder for the time being. But I think Jake Marisnik is like Yoshi, except, you know, a little bit more positive outside. DFA him, no room for him. Let the younger guys play and get better reps uh, in favor of him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I wouldn't mind that. On the pitching side, I will say, so looking at it, the Pirates actually do need to make a spot for Manny. Give me, give me it one more time. Banuelos. Manny Banuelos. So they they need to create a spot for him. I hate to say it, and Bam Vuelos is left-handed, so I would assume they'll probably send down Cambu for Bam Vuelos. But I will say for uh, Peters, they'd probably send down Austin Bryce, is my guess. And I feel like that would be the moves. Ironically, with Chris Stratton, I agree with you 100%. He has just looked terrible. And uh, it's just, it's just crazy, but he's still just, he's been, he's been pretty unlucky. He really has. Um, somehow he's seventh among Pirates pitchers in F4 at 0.4. And he's higher than guys like Rowanzi, Yeri De Los Santos, um, you know, Chase the Young. Somehow he is. Zach Thompson. Um so I don't think the Pirates are going to pull the plug on him quite yet. I definitely would like to see if they could get something for him at the deadline, which is funny because we said this last year. We were like, oh, maybe we can get something for Chris Stratton. And I thought last year he would be traded at the deadline, but I think he is someone that maybe could get something. We'll see. 
Because the, the underlying numbers, if you look under the hood a little bit, are better than his actual numbers. But I agree with you. I test. He just looks absolutely awful as Blades. Um, but we'll see with him. So, yeah, that's what I think. And I hate to say it, but when Marisnik gets back, that's probably when I would assume Blymadris gets gets the uh, option. I don't... Don't want to see it happen, but I think it will. And at the end of the day, with all these moves, if I had to guess, it will be uh, Gamble replaces Hoy Park. Uh, Newman replaces Marcano. Marisnik replaces Madris. And on the pitching side, um, our new guy Manny replaces Cam View. And Dylan Peters will replace Austin Bryce. So that's just my guess. That seems logical enough for me. I still think we are. We're we're a few. We might be a week or two away from all of those moves happening. I'm not sure with Newman. I know he's a little farther along or less farther along than someone like Gamble. I think Gamble should be back this week. But uh, yeah, that's just that's just kind of how I see it happening how it plays out but i guess we'll see yeah and i think those are all viable moves um it, it that's the that's the one thing you get you have so much young depth that actually works and then you have to figure out how to put those guys coming back it's it, it's crazy and who knows maybe we can't really rule out that maybe jack Sawinski will get sent no, down despite there's no way they can listen I know it's far-fetched and I don't want it to happen, but we're talking about Ben Sherrington and his staff. He's probably going to throw out there saying, we'd like to see his batting average a little bit higher. I mean, there's, oh, I, I, I would, I would riot. To be honest. I, would, Jack- I would throw my phone at the wall. I, I'd be like, seriously. And if through all of this, Josh Van Meter is still holding a 40 man spot, that will be the icing on the cake. I cannot, I, I don't want these moves to happen because I don't want to get mad unless they hit the nail on the head with every single move, which is very unlikely to happen, that that would be something. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at Jack Sawinski. He's second on the team position player-wise in F4. He's worth a win. His WRC plus is 117. He has been really good. And, uh, yeah, the batting average is one thing. But, once again, he's another BAPIP guy. His BAPIP has been pretty unlucky. So I think, uh, you know, he strikes out a ton, obviously, and he walks a fair amount as well. So I'll give him credit for that. But the power's there. Defensively, he's not too bad. So I think Sawinski, I think Sawinski has bought himself every day at bats in either right or left field for the rest of the season. I think moving forward, the three outfielders, it's going to be Reynolds, Sawinski, and probably Ben Gamble. I'd like to see uh, Madris get you know, more at-bats, more of a chance, just because I like what I've seen. But uh, we'll see with him. Madris should have a few more days here to prove what he's got. But uh, unfortunately, I think he probably will be sent down at some point. I don't want to see it, but that's just kind of how I see things happening. Let me ask you this, though. Um, how do you feel about... O'Neill Cruz in his first 56 plate appearances here. I think he's living up to the expectation. Clearly the batting average to, you know, casual fans will look a little dreary, but when you look at some of his, you know, more in-depth numbers, his exit velocity is awesome. His defense at shortstop has been pretty awesome. Uh, 
you know, his first game back or first game in the MLB throwing uh, 90, was it 96 to first base? That's not, yep. that's pretty impressive. Um, his home runs, oh, everyone that he's hit has looked uh, pretty special. Um, I know the one that we saw on Saturday was pretty special considering he was off a left-handed pitcher, which I don't know how the hell I threw money down on that. I completely overlooked it. But, but the <laughs> fact that he proved me wrong and made me look pretty brilliant, I like it. I like seeing O'Neill Cruz. I, I mean, he's fast. He's a jackrabbit around the base pass. Like, there is nothing wrong about him that I, that I think would warrant either bench time or being optioned down to AAA. I am impressed with him. I would, I would like to see him hit a little bit more consistently, but that's something you can build on going down the road. But, I mean, there are some radio hosts in Pittsburgh that like, that like <laughs> we don't uh, really need to talk get upset <laughs> with uh, O'Neill Cruz because he's not putting up the best batting average. Well, get bent. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you look at the numbers, they do look pretty, pretty bad, you know, average wise and on base wise. I'd like to see him, you know, control the zone a little bit. The walk rate's only 3.6%. But once again, the thing is with Cruz is, yeah, he's hitting 204 right now, but he's one three for four game away from bringing that up to 240. So if that's the case, it's a different conversation. He's one hot week away from hitting 300. So yeah, to get, to get too bent out of shape on the raw numbers right now, I think is just foolish. And he definitely needs he needs everyday time at shortstop for the rest of the season. There's no there's no other way around it. It's like what he doesn't need to face triple A pitching. He needs to adjust and you know figure out major league pitching. And even if he struggles a bit, who cares? You look at someone like Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners, he was looking awful for for them in the first few weeks of the season. You look at his numbers now, he's really solid. So I think Cruz is kind of similar. You look at all these young guys. You look at someone like Bobby Witt Jr. with uh, Kansas City. His numbers don't look great, but he's getting that experience, and that's all that really matters. Even Adley Rutschman for uh, the Orioles when he was called up. His numbers did not look great to start but he's figured some things out and uh, he's made the adjustments and he, uh, you know, he's getting the time. He looks solid. So I think Cruz, it might take a little while. It might take even a little longer of a while just for him because there's so many moving parts and he is he's six, seven played shortstop. It might take a while to find the bat, but like you said, I mean, the guy hits the ball 120 miles an hour. He throws the ball almost 100 miles an hour. He runs as fast as anyone in this league. That would, It would just be foolish to send him down in the name of development because, like, let him develop here. That's the thing. Let him develop at the major league level. <laughs> and I'm not worried about him at all. Um, I, think, I think he'll be fine. And I think by the end of the season, he'll probably have 15 to 20 home runs because – he might he might be hitting 220 by the end of the year, but I don't really care. Batting average is dumb. As long as he can start walking a little bit more, maybe get that walk rate up to eight or nine percent instead of four percent, I'll be happier. But uh, yeah, the to get upset over the numbers, <laughs> 50 plate appearances. Either way, even if he was lighting it up to be like, oh, he's the best player ever. I mean, I probably would be doing that, but you know to. <laughs> To to really get caught up on in the numbers and fifty or so plate appearances is just foolish, and he just needs he needs time. 
He needs time to, you know, get his feet wet, gets C major league pitching for, you know, more than two weeks and talk to me in a month. We'll see what his numbers look like then. Yep. Agree. 100%. It just takes time. Like you said, the Rushman effect, he started off slow and got better as he, you know, got more at bats and just got more used to the MLB setting. And I think that's the same with Cruz. Hopefully that's the case. I, I, I have high hopes for him. So I do want to draw attention to the fact and going back to the Benuelos trade, I want to draw attention to the fact that I actually called that from the beginning. Uh, four days, you? five days ago, I put out a trade scenario saying that the Pirates are going to get Benuelos when he was DFA'd. It came to fruition, so I should be considered a source now. That's a that's a pat on the back. That's a that's a good call. Maybe on the next pod, pod we can talk about you know some season season awards, some season accolades uh, halfway through the season because. You look at it, and I guess we can kind of end on this. The Pirates are 32 and 47 on the year, so that is 79 games. So they're about halfway through the season. Let me ask you this. Through 79 games last year, what do you think the Pirates' record was? Um, hold on one second. Got to do some quick math. You could just guess their win total. They have 32 wins right now. I think last year they were at what thirty four wins. No, they were at twenty nine wins. They were twenty nine and fifty last season. So the Pirates are they're on a better pace this year. Um, so still not on the pace that we'd like to see. And to get to that seventy win mark, they would have to finish about five games under five hundred the rest of the way. Which we'll see. I don't know if that's possible. They might be in that, honestly, Vegas had them at 66. That's kind of their pace right now, Vegas knows. But um, Pirates are looking better this year than last, slightly, and we'll see what happens the rest of the way. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we sign off here? No, that's pretty much it. Um, I have a funny feeling that O'Neill Cruz is going to hammer Homer off off J-Mo tonight, and that would be just... That would be so nice. And I just saw a, twi- a tweet on Twitter saying, and a-, a-, a Hoy Park at bat against Clay Holmes feels inevitable, and I couldn't agree more with that. We need to see that. And like you said, I think the Pirates are the team that will score a run off of Clay Holmes because that just seems, that just seems too delicious to not happen. Right. And I, I fully expect it to happen sometime this series. For sure. All right, Jake, what's your Twitter? Twitter is at underscore Radio Jake. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And, of course, follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout, all one word. We will be back later this week, probably probably Thursday, maybe Friday after the Reds doubleheader. We'll see. We'll, uh, we'll plan it out. But uh, we will be back this week for sure. And... Um, yeah, Jake, if there's nothing else you want to talk about, we can, uh, we yeah, can sign off here. Out and enjoy the rest of our week. Everyone have a good one. Go Bucks and peace. <laughs>